This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Today on an all new Dr. Phil. She brought home the bacon. You said to him, he's never really been a provider. That's a fact. He brought home another woman. He cheated on me behind my back. Are you in love with your husband? I think so. Were you in love with him before you knew somebody else was in love with him? No. Affair Aftermath. My husband had another woman pregnant. But you are the one. She's one of the ones. (laughs) Let's do it. Why don't we stop all the drama, stop all the fighting, and let's go get you better. Here we go. Have a good show, everybody. If I can help get this family back on track, are you willing to do that? Ready, three, take. This is going to be a changing day in your life. Go, Dr. Phil. Well... She calls him sauce, he calls her sexy. Now this sounds like a couple in love, right? Well, not really. It's a man and his mistress. And his wife discovered their affair when she found his secret cell phone filled with hundreds of racy text messages and naked pictures. Take a look. My husband of 15 years cheated on me behind my back. My husband has never had a decent job. I've always been the leader and provider financially in this home, and he had the nerve to go and cheat on me. About January of this year, I could see a big change in Jeff. He seemed different, and I knew in my heart it was a woman. I became obsessed with looking online at his phone bill every single day. There was a number that popped out to me. I called the number myself and hung up when I heard the woman answer. So now I had to get into more undercover work. I went to his car and found the phone. Saw a couple texts. They had nicknames for each other that sucked. Horrible. She called him sauce, which makes me sick. He called her sexy. There was close to 500 pictures on the telephone. 90% of them were of her. A lot of naked pictures. There was a handful of Jeff, a couple that were naked. This made me physically, emotionally ill, and I don't know what to do about it. Well, April's husband, Jeff, says it's not his affair that ruined their relationship. Their marriage was rocky way before that. This marriage has been a roller coaster the last several years. I have been the provider almost from day one. There was a good three years that I made over $1.2 million. I have purchased a lot of expensive gifts, a $37,000 Harley, an $80,000 boat. I built a house on the Colorado River. April has resented me because she does make more money. He has just been spoiled for so long that he just expects it. April has just done a lot of belittling and that's what's really affected me the most. The things that April says do hurt. I'm fat, I'm balding and no one's gonna want me. I'm a loser. I opened that coffee shop. My motto was to make it like the old cheers and I knew everybody's name and I would talk to everybody. I wanted pretty much nothing to do with the coffee shop. I hate coffee. 
I did meet this woman at the coffee shop and we would talk. She said she was having problems in her marriage and I would say, yeah, me too. I felt good. I would tell her April was very rude last night and she was telling me how fat I am or how I'm getting bald and she would turn it around and say, well, you're not, you're very attractive. You're a good looking guy, you're smart. And I liked that feeling. I thought, wow, this is amazing. There is somebody interested in me for several years now. I've been told that that I am nothing and I have nothing. He started gaining some weights, which made me second guess an affair. Eventually we ended up sleeping with each other. She would go get the hotel and already have it lined up and I would go and meet her there. There was several times that we would meet up and have sex. I had an affair with this woman because I felt like my marriage was in a spiral. I felt like we were heading for divorce. I did not feel that April loved me. You guys are here for a reason, and sometimes I think people at home maybe don't think about this, but you sat down and wrote a letter, and you decided to come here, and you have an objective when you came here. Is this a decision day? I believe so. So you're here to try to get some point of clarity and make a decision. 100%. And this is very raw, because this has just come to light very recently. Four so, weeks tomorrow. Four weeks tomorrow. So you're up against this now and you're saying, well, this is all spinning in front of me and I don't know what to do about it. Yes. And, and what do you want? I want the same thing. You, you want to know I, what to do. I want to know what to do also. All right. And this is hard for you. <clears throat> it's still emotionally very raw. Yes. All right. Are you in love with your husband? I think so. You think so, but you don't know so. I, I love Jeff with all my heart. Uh-huh. This was just devastating. Do you really love him with all your heart, or do you just, are you having a love reaction because somebody else is interested in him now? No. Were no, you this in love with disgusting. him before somebody else was interested in him? Um, we've been real resentful the last few years. Um, but I, I do love the guy. I think... Okay, now this is an important question. Were you in love with him before you knew somebody else was in love with him? No. Not in the last year or two. Pardon me? Not in the last year or two. Because okay, this is important. That yes. doesn't mean that you don't want to save this marriage, but it is important because in the last year or two, you really weren't just all so in love with him. No, actually, closer to three. We've okay. lost home. Lots of things have happened. Yeah, and so he says that you have called him bald, stupid, fat, short, ugly, a loser that you have hit and scratched him, that you have told him that he is not her man, that no one would ever want him, told him he doesn't make enough money, said he's never been successful. So very hostile, aggressive, emasculating, put-down sort of things to him. That's what he says you've done. Is that true? I've said things very much so in anger. Uh -huh. um, he's also said very hurtful and horrible things yeah, to well, I'll get to him in a minute. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to see where you were. So. These are things that you agree and acknowledge that you've said to him. Yes. And done to him. Yes. Physical. I've been married. I've been with him for 20 years. I've physical. I, if I've been physical, I should have attacked him when I found the phone, and I didn't do that. Mm -hmm. I've kind of eh, reached out a couple times, but and, that's, and you've, that's knowing that my husband's compulsive lying to me. And, and you said that you make all the money. Which was true. Right and um, that he's never really been a provider. That's a fact. And, and as I'm reading through these, those to me sound like very emasculating sort of things that are very condescending, 
and emasculating. Sure. Okay, and what effect did these things have on you? Well, obviously, it changed the way I felt about her. Um, and it hurt me inside. It would hurt. Probably why I did what I did. Mm, no, it's not why you did what you did. Well, you did what you did because you made a choice to turn away choice. from your partner outside the marriage and take up with somebody else instead of manning up and dealing with the issues inside your marriage. True. So, I mean, you got to own true. that decision. She didn't make you do what you did. You did what you That's did, correct. and you have to own that. So there That's are no correct. victims here. That's correct. You, you made the choice, and, and you, you went and did it. Yeah. Now, uh, next but April... In my defense, I would not have done what I did if we had a, that perfect marriage. I wouldn't have been out looking out. justification. You should have left. Well, so you are saying it's her fault. No, I'm not blaming her. I'm just saying if we had this perfect marriage, I don't think I would have done what I did. Well, you're contradicting yourself. You're saying I'm not blaming her. I'm just saying if she hadn't done what she did, I wouldn't have done what I did. I got you. So you are saying that it's because of her. And look, I'm just telling you, if you don't own it, we're done. Because if you don't own it, there's no, you, you can't change what you don't acknowledge. We'll never heal this if you don't own your choices. And I don't know that we will anyway. But trust me, you had a lot of options given what she did. That is correct. A lot of options other than going off and having a clandestine relationship with somebody outside your marriage. That's correct. She didn't, you did, so don't put it off okay. on her. That's correct. All right, next, April found hundreds of racy texts and images on Jeff's cell phone, but it was one picture that sent her over the edge. You'll find out what when we come back. I'm angry and hurt that he cheated on me. And I think how any woman could do that to another woman. And she's married, too. I'm just blown away by it. She makes me sick. I want to wring her throat. The woman gave him a watch, which has been a struggle also. It's a trigger to me. I have told him, I don't want you ever to wear it. That's just a symbol of what you've done to this family. He must get rid of this watch. Monday on an all-new Dr. Phil. I'm glad to see you two again in a strange way. One meddling mom returns. She's, I wouldn't say a hoarder, but she's a hoarder. I have a Ziploc bag of a few used Kleenexes. I watched the movie Titanic and I cried a lot of tears. Another mom wants her daughter's fiance gone. She describes you as a loser with potential. I can't tell her what to do. Well, you sure trying. That's Monday. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Well, I guess April and Jeff lived the high life for years. April made millions. They drove expensive cars, took fancy vacations, lived in a mansion on a hill. 
But April's perfect world came crashing down a month ago when she found Jeff's secret cell phone. April does check my phone all the time. She does go online and see who I'm calling. So this woman got me a phone so we could communicate back and forth without using my normal phone. So then the texting became more and more and then there was sexual innuendos. And then we started sending some naked photos back and forth of each other. The worst picture that affected me was the picture of her fully clothed, standing in my kitchen. This is where the photo was taken, which makes me disgusted and sick to my stomach. He let this scumbag come into my home. What hurts me the most was that she was in my house. I feel like I was raped by her. What do you think you should do at this point? Do you, are you convinced that this relationship is over? Um, I think without some serious changes, absolutely. Um, when, you know, my industry crashed when the mortgage industry went down, so I went from making a million dollars a year to under 100000 mm -hmm. And meanwhile, I bought this coffee shop that we've lost about $800,000. Um, we had it for five years, and he went there every day, made horrible income because we couldn't pay payroll, let alone him. I hated it, you know, but he still had the happy life. He's a cheerleader, and this is where he also met this loser. Um, it finally closed, and... July of this year. We also bought our home that we're in today in June. And I, it was, it's crazy to me that he was having this affair as we were buying another home together. Why don't you leave first? Um, I think I have a beautiful 13-year-old son. And I, I, I do love Jeff, but he has to be a provider. He has to be a provider at this point, whether I make 100000 or a $1 million. I don't want to be in the control seat. I've been that way the whole time, and it, it's so old to me. I don't want to do it anymore. But you've defined it that way from the beginning. From the beginning. And you, you've taken the kind of a parent-child position with him from the beginning. And children grow up and rebel. I mean, that's the reason that I always tell married couples, parent-child relationships don't work. I know. I've traced your relationship back from the very beginning. I wrote it down. You have judged him from day one. You said, this is not the kind of guy I want. You said he was short, he was too young, he was dysfunctional. Um, that wasn't from day one, but, um, uh, but when I met him, he lived in a tent trailer in his uncle's backyard working for a family-owned pawn shop and made um, low income but free rent type of thing. And I was a struggler. I was young. Became best friends. Um, we eventually moved out together, and it was like, Jeff, you need to um, not work for the uncle's pawn shop anymore. It doesn't make sense because it's far, and... But so at he this did. Time, we made about the same amount. We of money. made about the same for a minute. There was no. I was probably in the forty thousand range, and you were still about. It's 20. not about the money. You no. said the first time you kissed him, you thought, "Oh my God, I'm going to break his heart." Yes, absolutely. He wasn't my type of guy that I typically went for. He was younger than me. Um, I never ever went for a younger person. A couple years younger. It's not crazy, but um, we we established a friendship. I also never did that before. But he came from dysfunction. I came from dysfunction and suicide. He came from suicides. It was like, wow, you're normal. So uh, I had this friendship thing that, wow, how are you normal? I want to be normal, too. Do you want to be in this relationship with her? I do. Now, you said but, that quickly, but do you really? Because we ask you a lot of questions leading up to this, and I heard a lot of, gee, I don't know. <laughs> um, and you say here, sitting in front of her, you do. But that isn't what I heard you saying as we ask you a lot of questions. I heard a lot of, I don't know. I do, but I, I feel that things need to change in order for that. Why did you that? say I do when I ask you? Why did you give me half of a 
of a truth? Because I think deep down inside I do. I do want it to work. Um, am I leery of that? Yes, I am kind of leery. Then why aren't you saying, look, guys, this is your time. This is exactly. your moment. If right. you guys don't tell me the truth, we're wasting our time. And you're not being honest here. You're saying, oh, I don't blame her, but look what she made me do. I had to go through four times to get you to see I am blaming her. Come on, you own this. You made the choice, do it. I say, do you want this married? I do. Now, wait a minute. That's not what you said. What you said is, if she continues to browbeat me the way she has time and again and emasculate me and put me down and, and, and demean me, then hell no, I don't want to be in a relationship Correct. like Correct. that. That's the truth. Right. That so the you truth. get here in front of her and you get clay-footed and say, oh, yes, I do. Good little boy. I'm in front of mommy. Yes, I do. That's not the truth. That's true. You are a very controlling woman. You are a very proud woman. You make a lot of money. You buy the cars. You buy the houses. You do this. I've always more, made more money. He says, we made the same amount of money. Well, maybe for a minute. Really? Are you, I mean, you're just pretty proud of the way you turned out, aren't no, you? No, no, absolutely not. I, I'm, I'm just sick of doing it for as long as I have. Because right now the times aren't good. We're $50,000 in credit card debt. He has this Harley that he just has a sense of entitlement. This but this is not about Harleys. This is not about boats. This is not about cars. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I don't but care about material things. I would get rid of any material things, but the material things that I've purchased for him, I'm not selling my Harley. At one point, he said, I would divorce you before I'd sell my Harley. Dude, we're $50,000 in credit card debt. You're making no money right now. You're in training. I'm making hardly anything, and I'm paying $1,000 in interest on these credit cards a month. Sell the Harley. When you make money, go buy yourself a Harley. Let me tell you. you, you That's you, where the providing part that yeah. I need him to step up and provide for my child and not go sell more, April. That's what I've heard. Go sell more. Go sell your jewelry. Really? All right. Y'all take a breath, and, a, and I'll take a break. Jeff had a mistress. He has a wife. And now there's another woman in the mix threatening to ruin his marriage. We'll meet her when we come back. April has gotten physical several times with me. It's always been when she has been drinking. There's been times where I was actually sleeping and she came in the room and she was mad and she started punching me and, and scratched my face. When April drinks, she does get verbally abusive. She would lash out more. She says she feels sorry for me. She's gonna find somebody and I'll never find anybody. She would drink sometimes to where she would actually fall. There were several times she would just drink until I'd have to put her to bed, passed out. Well, Jeff says his wife's drinking and verbal abuse have gotten completely out of hand in recent years, but April says their marriage is on the rocks because of his affair, not because of her drinking, not because of her abuse, not because of anything that she does. So what, what do you say about all that? You got a drinking problem? Um, I absolutely could have a drinking problem. I've, in the last several months, I stopped during the week. You would absolutely say I have a drinking problem. Then I would just kind of do it on the weekends, but I, I escalate when I drink. I drink a lot and it used to be social and fun. In the last several months, it became anger, verbal abusive. I think in the back of my mind, I knew that something wasn't right. Well, why don't you quit doing that? I have. Well, um, in the last 30 days since this has happened, I didn't run to drinking at all. Um, I think the drinking's not a problem. I'm done with drinking. But immediately, 
the attitude started and the disrespect started as soon as we, as soon as the drinking started taking yeah, listen, effect. You, you don't, pouring alcohol on raw emotions right. is like pouring gas on a fire. Sure. You don't need to be anesthetizing your inhibition centers right now. You just don't need to do that. And look, it probably seems like I'm pushing both of you really hard right now. It's just, I know where we're going and I know what you need to do to make clear decisions here. And, and that's why I'm telling you, you look, You've just got to be completely honest with yourself. Uh, I think, I'll just tell you what I think. You can, you can decide that I'm wrong. You don't need to agree with me. Anything that I say that won't withstand challenge, throw it out. It's okay. I mean, I'm not the repository of all knowledge. I'm going to tell you what I think. I could be wrong. I'm not, but I could be um, <laughs> on this. You, you think you married beneath you when you married him. I just, I believe that to the core of my soul. You, I mean, everything you've said, you know, he wasn't what I was looking for, he's not my type. I made more money all along. I bought him this coffee shop to make him feel like a man. How condescending is that, even if it's true? I mean, even if you believe that. I mean, these things just, but that is a marital problem. A, th this infidelity, that is at a whole different level. You have a relationship marital problem that needs to be worked out. That's at this level. The infidelity is at this level. I don't think I married beneath me. When the life is good and everything's handed to him, it, it's great for him. But then when things get rough and he doesn't step up, then it really frustrates me. Yeah. So I don't think I married beneath me, though. Yeah, I, I really don't think you're ready to get honest with yourself about this. You, you say he is bald, which is a little close to home for me. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> bald, stupid, fat, short, ugly, loser. And, and you tell me that you don't condescend to your husband? I don't, Come bad. on, seriously. Yeah, yeah. But it's been out of anger, and deep down I feel like I don't really mean that. I, I, you just say it because you want to make small talk? Well, when he pisses me off. <laughs> He's said nice things Nobody too. would want you. You don't make enough money. You've never been successful. This is someone you respect. This is someone you admire. This is someone you look up to. No, this is someone wrong. that you aspire to be. That's wrong. And yeah, you tell me you don't think you married beneath you? Come on. You're I didn't never think that at the time. But Dr. you're Phil. never going to be able to heal this situation if you don't come down off your high horse and recognize that people are just people. You take yourself a little too seriously if you decide that you're here and he's like the hired help. That's never going to work. I agree. Any man with a spine I agree. is not going to respond well to that any more than a woman is going to take that kind of stuff out. You know, you're be barefoot and pregnant. You take care of me. You wait on me hand and foot. No woman with a spine is going to put up with that crap from a man. It's not just because you're saying it to a man. No woman's going to take it from a man either. You need to get that. I get that. He's, whether he's having an affair or he just resents you, he's not going to take that. And if that's how you feel about him, you either need to change that or get out of this relationship. And I don't expect you to feel good about being treated that way. But do you get that doesn't justify the choice you made? It does. You, you went do. out and did what you did. And that, you, you could have dealt with this completely differently. Correct. You, and, and until she understands completely and fully that you get what you did to her when you did that. She will never get over this. Well, I said there's another woman that wants to blow this deal up. That's her mother. 
That's April's mother. You're going to hear what she has to say about this when we come back. Plus, April says she has five non-negotiables. We're going to find out what those are when we come back. Closed captioning provided by... April's mother, Karen, uh, is also here. She says she doesn't want Jeff and April to work things out. In fact, she wants April to kick him to the curb so badly that she is the one that wrote into the show. She said, look, I, I, I want these guys to end this thing. Karen, what do you think needs to happen here? And have I said anything that changes your mind about this? Um, for the last at least five years, I've watched a dysfunctional marriage, my daughter drinking too much, my son-in-law not doing anything that he should be doing to help pull the family together. In my opinion, this, this place, is, this relationship is um, doomed. Mm -hmm. You don't think it should be saved? If it could be saved, I don't, I, maybe I'm a little pessimistic, but I don't, the damage that has been done, my daughter has not just found out her husband's been cheating on her for close to a year. She had the pictures of it. She had the messages back and forth. She has pictures of this woman in her house. And she tries to, to put it aside. I don't know if she can. Mm -hmm. and, um, and Jeff, I don't think people don't change that drastically. Jeff has never been motivated to take over the finances. Um, I love him to death as my son-in-law. And this kills me to even have to say about him. But um, I don't think it, it's going to work. I don't think they're going to get the counseling and then Jeff's suddenly going to step up to the plate and be at least an equal to April. That's what she needs. She just needs, she doesn't need him to take over. She needs him to be a partner. So what are your non-negotiables? I want, well, trust. I, if I've told him if he lies to me, I don't care how little. And he knows nothing gets by me. It might take me a little while to figure it out, but I, I, I need honesty. And well, you, you made a list. You said he has to provide financially. He has to make you feel wanted. He has to be affectionate like he used to be. Uh, he has to communicate with you, and he can never, ever lie again. Yes. Those are the five. Yes. Let's say he did all of that. Where would you be? I think that I would be totally in love with him again, because lately we've almost kind of like dating. He started becoming my best friend again. So you're saying that you could forgive? I, I think so, but it's going to take time. I want the help and the tools, and I need to know that, you know, I'm your partner. You talk to me about everything. You don't go somewhere else. Create more drama. Are you kidding? So stupid. What do you think about those things? I, I feel that they're doable. I, I feel that, do I want to be financial? Do I want to take care of the family? I do inside. I, I do. Are these reasonable expectations? I think they're reasonable, definitely. Here's... My bottom line on this, just so you know what I think, and then you can take that and okay. do what you want to with it. I don't think every marriage can be saved. Uh, people ask me all the time, can a marriage survive infidelity? Yes, it can. It doesn't mean it should, uh, but they can. But you have to own it. Correct. There, it, there's no theory under which it's okay. Doesn't matter if you found her in a convent. It doesn't matter if you just turned a corner and ran into her and gee golly darn, 
look what happened. Doesn't matter how, why, when, where, it doesn't matter. What matters is what happened. And that has to stop, and you have to never see her again, and you have to be a completely transparent, open book. You, you have to be a, a complete picture window. You, you have to be accountable because trust has to be earned back. Now, once that's off the table, you have a relationship dynamic here that just isn't working. You have an attitude here, this is a parent-child relationship. That won't work. No. It just simply won't work. And aren't you tired of being the parent? Totally. Very Don't you much. want a partner instead yes. of another kid? 100%. And, and aren't you tired of being treated like a second-class citizen? I, I mean, th that just doesn't work. No. So you need a true partnership here. And, and to do that, you, you have to expect it. You have to provide it. You, you have to really engage each other in that level. And this stuff about being abusive with each other and condescending to each other, calling names, those are just not things that, go, that, that can go on. Require more of yourself. And you're going to need a guide through this, and I will help you with that. I will help you Please. with skilled counseling to help you navigate this rocky terrain at this point. And I can tell you, you will know in a very short period of time whether or not you have the foundation upon which to build this marriage. And you need to make a plan that puts this family unit first. And if it means selling everything to get out of debt, then sell everything to get out of debt. There are... There's nothing sacred here. You exactly. do what you have to to make the family first, to provide security for your child and for your family unit. And, and to do that, you roll your sleeves up and you work together as partners, not antagonistically. You work together as partners. I agree. And that begins with forgiveness and commitment, and you work through it. And that's my advice to you. Give this 60 days. I promise you, you will know at the end of that time whether this is a go or whether it's not. Will you do that? Absolutely. Will, will you will. do that? Definitely. And I will get you the professional to Thank do that you. with. Thank you. That's why I'm here. And I'm yes. happy to do that. Thank you. All right. Just recently, my next guest got married and had a baby. Too bad his wife wasn't the one that had the baby. Hear all about that when we come back. When we were saying our vows, I thought, I can't believe this is happening. I'm the luckiest girl in the world, but then all my dreams were shattered. Ladies and gentlemen. What are you doing? What do you mean? I'm just keep it simple. I'm making the promo. Just keep it simple. Just say, hey, we're the Brav Bros. Two guys that talk about Bravo. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're the Brav Bros. No. Oh. Dude, stop with the voice. Just the vo keep it simple. I've seen promos on TV, dude. This is how you get the fans engaged. This is how you get listeners. We're trying to get listeners here. If we just say, oh, we're two dudes that talk about Bravo, people are going to get tired of it already. We need some oomph. All right, then fine. Let's try to do it with your voice. Bravo, bros. Good job. Monday on an all-new Dr. Phil. His future mother-in-law. She describes you as a loser with potential. Wants to end the engagement. I think it'd be best for her to move on. I can't tell her what to do. Well, you're sure trying. That's Monday. Closed captioning provided by... Well, my next couple are newlyweds. There's also a beautiful bouncing baby. Too bad it's not the brides. Take a look. 
When I married Juwan, I thought I was marrying the love of my life. When we were saying our vows, I thought, I can't believe this is happening. I'm the luckiest girl in the world, but then all my dreams were shattered. My husband told me that he has sex with his ex-girlfriend, and I'm like, well, when? He's like, oh, somewhere at the end of May. Instantly, I felt nauseated and sick, and it was like my head was spinning. I was like, we were, en we were engaged in May. I think Juwan knew if he told me that he cheated on me with her before we got married. He knew I wouldn't have married him. I was tricked. I said, did you use protection? And you know, he said yes. And I said, are you just saying it or are you lying? He said, no, I'm lying. I didn't. I said, well, is she pregnant? He said, I don't know. So I looked through his phone and, and saw these conversations of his ex-girlfriend asking him, you know, did you tell her you're gonna leave her? I don't need drama around the baby. And I was just like, what? I said to Juwan, somebody's lying. You need to tell me what's going on. And he looked to the floor and he said, yeah, she's pregnant. I was devastated. It was absolutely heart-wrenching to hear that my husband had another woman pregnant. It was mortifying. It was like I couldn't breathe. Dr. Phil, if you tell me to run like hell, I'm running like hell. Well, we'll see about that in a minute here. Do, do you think you should run? Some days, yeah. Why? Definitely. What tells you run? When Juwan continues to lie and hide things, it just makes me feel like he'll never be 100% truthful with me. If a guy wants to kind of be a player and mess around and stuff, which I think is fine, wh why get married? Well, I, I, I wanted to wait, but as, um, as time was going on, she was, she was asking me or saying, like, you know, why don't you want to marry me? And it was like I was, like she wasn't good enough for me to marry. And it was kind of like pressure, so to speak. I mean, her, you know, the family was kind of, you know, talking about marriage and so, so she I just kind of, pressured you into it. So I, well, I, that's I, a cop I, out. That's a, that's Wait a minute, I decided to marry her. I decided to marry her. But I just under wanted pressure. To, man, it's just it, it was a little bit. It's a little bit of pressure. If she had not brought it up and pressured you, would you be married today? Today. Today, we, but no, probably we wouldn't be married today. Definitely wouldn't be married today. He is absolutely right. I wouldn't do that to myself, to, to live in that type of... But he's saying if you hadn't pressured him to marry you, he wouldn't be married to you today. I can't pressure someone to do something that they don't want to do. That is an excuse, and I'm not buying it. No. Really? Absolutely. Okay, when y'all met, mm -hmm. were you involved in relationships with someone else? Yes. What, what was your status? I was engaged. And what was your status? I was married. So you were engaged mm -hmm. and you were married. Right. And so y'all were cheating with each other. My, my engagement ended. So technically, Jawan was cheating. I was not. <laughs> He's cheating with you. Right. So you were seeing a married man. Correct. So why would you be surprised when he cheated on you? I always... That's a fair question, right? It is, it is. Because if they'll do it with you, they'll do it to you, right? Exactly. I, mean... I always felt like I was enough for Juwan. 
I always felt like that I filled, I brought to the table everything that he needed and that he didn't need anyone else. Maybe it was naive of me, but well, it's I, a little that's egotistical, isn't it? Though I mean, you, you find a cheater and you think I'm the one. I'm the one that'll tame the guy. I mean, he, I know he's, he, he, he runs with the girls, but I'm the one that he'll stop all that with me. Right. And that's exactly what I thought. Thought I was the one. But well, you are the one. She's yeah. the one. She's one of the ones. <laughs> okay, next. Uh, an affair and a baby seems like more than any newlywed woman could endure. Well. It's not. There's something else threatening to end this marriage. We're going to find out what it is when we come back. Part of my reasoning for cheating was because I was angry with her. Very upset she was holding out sexually. I took her holding out sexually on me personally. During that time when I was in that mindset, I went and cheated with my ex-girlfriend. I can't justify having an affair. I messed up, unfortunately. Hey, Dr. Phil here. Did you know that more than 16 million kids in the U.S. are at risk of hunger each day? That's more than one in five children. Now, these are our neighbors, our kids that play in the neighborhood, co-workers, friends' children. The problem is closer than you would think, but so is the solution. Join me and visit feedingamerica.org hunger to find your local food bank to help. I'm Dr. Phil, and together, we are Feeding America. Things have definitely gotten physical between Juwan and I. We were talking, and Juwan felt like I said something that was disrespectful to him. And he smacked me across the room, and I hit the wall. It was such a shock to me. The last time was Thanksgiving, and he felt like I said something disrespectful. We had gotten into it, and he choked me, and I honestly thought he was going to kill me. Well, Charnay and Juwan have been married just over a year. Just weeks into that marriage, Charnay found out Juwan had slept with an ex and fathered a child. Now, recently, things have escalated, according to Charnay, into physical violence, and they want to know if they should stay with this relationship or shut it down. Uh, have you gotten upset with her and hit her? Yes, I have. And did you get upset with her and choke her? Yes, I have. And you did have a baby with an ex. Yes, I did. Uh, which was cheating on her. So do you have a question for me? Just a straight out question? My question is, should I run like hell? Yes. Do you have a question for me? Is there anything that I can do to save our marriage? Um, you are a high risk candidate at this point. He's very high risk, and I'm, I'm going to tell you why. You asked me straight up, I answered you one word, yes. Uh, he's very high risk. Uh, he's, he's cheated on you before you were even down the aisle, right? I, I see absolutely nothing that suggests any change in, in what he's likely to do. The best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. You want to know what he's going to do in the future, look at what he's done in the past. Barring some major intervening event, he's very likely to continue his pattern of the past, which means he's cheated with you, he's cheated with the wife that he cheated on you with, he's cheated with you, he's cheated on everybody. He doesn't finish one before he goes to the next, so he's probably very likely going to continue that in the future. 
Um, he's been violent with you. He's hit you and choked you to the point that you thought he was going to kill you. Um, that's dangerous. So, yes, I, I think you're in a very high-risk relationship. If, if I, I also sense that the chance of you taking my advice and shutting this down when you leave here is probably zero. You're not going to do what I'm saying to do. That's not true. So. This is it. This was it right here. This was it. Yeah. I'm physically, emotionally tired. I mean, I just, yeah, in, I'm there. So this is it. Yeah, in the alternative, I, I think he would, I think he would have to be willing uh, to submit himself uh, to some, you know, serious professional help. I mean, you know, what you're doing is a, is a very immature level of relationship management. You know, you, the mature thing to do is finish one relationship mm -hmm. before you start another. And I mean, and really finish it. Right. And, you know, put up some barriers and put up some boundaries. And then you've obviously got an issue um, with your temper. You know, there is no time, no theory, no provocation right. that justifies a man putting his hands on a woman in anger. Never. Uh, that is just simply not okay. Not you okay. don't hit her. You don't choke her. You don't push her. That is absolutely, unequivocally, unacceptable under any theory. And if you can't control that, then you've got a problem that needs help. You, you don't do that. And what you, and, and you need to stop that or you'll wind up in jail. And right. so you need to learn better ways of handling your anger and communicating your things. So you would have a lot of work to do to not continue to be a high-risk candidate. So he would have to be willing to do that. And barring that, then you're simply in a very high-risk relationship. So, that, so you said, is there anything I can do? That yeah. is what you could do. Right. Fair enough? That's fair enough. Okay. Coming up, when to forgive and when to move on after an affair. My advice to all couples when we come back. Closed captioning provided by... Want to know what's coming up on Dr. Phil? Visit our website and subscribe to our email newsletter. You'll get weekly updates, life strategies, and exclusive video that you won't find anywhere else. Plus, on drphil.com, you can see sneak previews of upcoming shows. Log on today. If you're in a relationship and there has been infidelity, there has been an affair, I always get asked, how do we know whether we move on or whether we try to resolve this? Look, you've got to sit down and negotiate this. Everything in a relationship is negotiated. You've got to ask yourself, do I have it within me to forgive my partner for making a really bad choice? Now, part of that is going to be a function of what you get from the other side. They have to be willing to completely end a relationship. That means no more contact whatsoever. They've got to be willing to be a complete open book. They ran it off in the ditch. They've got to do whatever it takes to get it back up on the road and in a healthy way. And you've got to say, look, I don't want this to be a life sentence for them or for me. If you can never let it go, 
then that's going to be a problem for you and for them. So ask yourself, if I can't forgive this, if I can't start over, then it's not good for either one of you. So you've got to sit down. You've got to talk about it. And if you need help, get help. Go to your pastor. Go to a counselor. Do what you have to to get somebody to come in and counsel you and calm things down. Don't quit while the emotions are raw. Don't quit while it's really hurting inside. Work through it. Give your feelings a voice. You're talking about a relationship that's meant a lot to you. It's worth the work. And then if when you get through with that work, you just can't get past it, okay. But know that you've done the work. And if there are kids involved, you owe it to them to do the hard work. So just think about that. I want to thank all of my guests that were here today. If you find yourself in the middle of an affair and you want information on how to save your marriage, go to drphil.com. There'll be resources there and a lot more than what we've talked about today. Uh, I'll see you on Twitter. I'll see you on Facebook. I'm always there. I look at your comments, so I do like to hear from you. Thanks for being here. So long. to get it back up on the road and in a healthy way. And you've got to say, look, I don't want this to be a life sentence for them or for me. If you can never let it go, then that's going to be a problem for you and for them. So ask yourself, if I can't forgive this, if I can't start over, then it's not good for either one of you. So you've got to sit down. You've got to talk about it. And if you need help, get help. Go to your pastor. Go to a counselor. Do what you have to to get somebody to come in and counsel you and calm things down. Don't quit while the emotions are raw. Don't quit while it's really hurting inside. Work through it. Give your feelings a voice. You're talking about a relationship that's meant a lot to you. It's worth the work. And then if when you get through with that work, you just can't get past it, okay. But know that you've done the work. And if there are kids involved, you owe it to them to do the hard work. So just think about that. I want to thank all of my guests that were here today. If you find yourself in the middle of an affair and you want information on how to save your marriage, go to drphil.com. There'll be resources there and a lot more than what we've talked about today. Uh, I'll see you on Twitter. I'll see you on Facebook. I'm always there. I look at your comments, so I do like to hear from you. Thanks for being here. So long. <laughs>